finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share or disagree with Sanjali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. Time flies when you're having fun, and it's already a week. I cannot believe that it's already back here at the soundboard on a Saturday, August the 12th. And almost almost the end of the, I mean, almost Independence Day. Yep, that's why Jyoti kept playing. Uh, Independence Day is Tuesday. Tuesday. And she played uh, Vande Matra. So, right, right. Uh, this is a pop quiz question for a lot of the Gen Zs. What is August 15th good for? <laughs> <laughs> what is known well, for? That's a philosophical question. <laughs> good for is a different one. Yeah. yeah, good for. <laughs> good for a few rasmalai chawal and all that stuff. Gulab jamun. One for you, uh, Jawahar. Who wrote uh, Vande Matra? Uh, it must be the only Bengali who knows how to write all this stuff. And you don't no, know the name. The <laughs> Admit <laughs> it. <laughs> Mr. Tagore himself. Uh, no, <laughs> sorry, wrong number. <laughs> Mr. Tagore did Janaganaman. Oh, yes, that's right. Man, that's right. and you play the quiz contest, Jawahar. <laughs> <laughs> so, only Bengalis are supposed to know this. <laughs> no, all of India is supposed to know this. So, who wrote it? Bonkim Chandra Chattopadhyay. Say that in English. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He was a Bengali. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, but it, it is amazing that, I mean, I just looked around my left shoulder and it was last Saturday. Now it's right back now here at Saturday. you look at your, uh, over and your right shoulder and, and <laughs> your I see flash drive is gone. <laughs> my flash <laughs> And Jawahar, uh, one thing that hasn't changed is the heat dome. Man, oh, that's right. Can you believe? It's so hot today. I do not know what's going on. It's, it got and hot. All the blinds are pulled down and even then it's so hot. It's boiling in here. Yeah. I, I know. It must be, you know. It, I don't think the AC is working. It never used to be no, this it's, cold. It's, it's okay. I uh, it's know. coming out of the vent. No, no, but last Saturday it was kind of warm too. But but on the heat dome, what is it? 30, 40 days of over 100 degree weather? Right, especially the night time temperature is uh, over 80 degrees for a record number of days. Wow. So the lows are also over 80 for yeah. a long time. Well, Not yeah, only I mean, the high. You get up in the morning and you go for a walk and it's 84 degrees. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, it doesn't. So it's not the Houston we came to l- live and appreciate. Actually, it is. It reminds me so much of my childhood when I was growing up uh, from in Delhi. You know, uh-huh. I would go to Delhi for vacations, and I'd be there. And uh, I grew up in Old Delhi. Uh-huh. And man, you walked outside, and it was like an oven. Yeah, right. And but dry heat, right, versus yeah. the heat here. So yeah, I, I, and everyone in the middle of the afternoon, everyone was taking a siesta. You'd go into the house, and in the big main room, everyone's rolled, <laughs> lying down on rolls on the floor with the fl- uh, the fans, you know, going full speed. Right. And the shades down, and then after a two-hour siesta, everyone would wake up and have some lassi or this or that. Unfortunately, Chai. 
Oh, try. Same in the Middle East, right? They have, they would always they force close me, everything down. They would force me. They would push me out and say, "You're the youngest. You sh- you need to go out and buy some ice." Uh-huh. Nobody had a fridge with ice, mm. so we'd I'd have to go down to the house, the ice block house, and buy some ice. <laughs> But uh, yeah, in the Middle East, they times. just close everything down. Even in India, the the well, you know, then, uh, the shops they shut down at as noon, well as and South then they America. open ag- again. Yeah, and I'm sure in Mexico too. Yeah, yeah. it's siesta time. Well, they I mean, need to start that here, Jawahar. I predict it's going to happen here. Let's because, tell our political because, leaders because because more a lot of people. If you, I don't know if you noticed the news, but there's a lot of people in the city who cannot afford air conditioning. Yeah. And they are getting, uh, you know, aid from the city or for Harris County or whatever with air conditioners. They buy them air conditioners. They say, go plug it in. They can't run the damn air conditioners because they can't afford the electricity. Right. Yeah. So the electricity bills are quite uh, high as well. Right. So so it's going to happen here sooner or later. Yeah, because everybody's well. A lot of people are working from home, mm-hmm. so that can uh, lead to siestas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it can. It will lead to siestas and then everything that comes along with the siesta. That's true. It comes like extramarital affairs. <laughs> <laughs> Sanjali didn't pick up on that. Who would go out to have an extramarital affair? <laughs> Only Jawar, you know, dreams of such things. First get married, Jawar. <laughs> then you can have extramarital affairs. Well, can you have an extraordinary matter? <laughs> Extraordinary affairs. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, folks, as you know, you are listening to Indo-American News Radio. Hello, 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 everyone out there in Radioland. As you know, we are all talking about the heat because it's relentless and it's not going away. It's like almost like middle of August, no sign. And the days are getting shorter, but the heat is not going away. So Heat is getting longer. I know, it just carries on and on and on. And I think this will go on till probably middle of November. What yep. do you think? Mm, yep, yeah. yep, yep. So a few more months, you know, we'll have to put up with this. We so. want a hurricane. No, we definitely <laughs> don't want forest fires like yeah. what happened in uh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Man, that was horrible. That is so tragic. Anyway, Pramod, I'm sure, will cover all of this Correct. in his exuberant, um, amazing, news. <laughs> amazing <laughs> news roundup. Are you all ready for the lineup? Yes. All right, folks. So, as you know, today on Classically Yours with Jyoti, we were joined by classical singer and dancer Anuradha Subramaniam. And a tidbit for you guys Anuradha did her Arangetram, her Bharatnatyam Arangetram. Do you know at what age, Pramod? Uh, in her 80s. Oh, come on. <laughs> She's not yet 80. <laughs> oh, okay. Late 70s. When she, when she was 60 years old, oh, believe okay. it or not. Yeah, she's Ratna's Ratna I remember student. it just recently. Yeah. So, you know, she uh, is Ratna's student. Anyway, so they talked about Rag Kirwani. And, uh, of course, you heard some popular filmy songs based on this rag. You also heard patriotic songs like Vande Matram. And uh, today, as you know, is Saturday, August 12th, 2023, and we will have our interview section from 4 to 6 p.m. And you're listening to us on um, 98.7 FM or the Masala Radio app. You can also uh, listen to us on www.masalaradio.com and on Indo-American News Radio, which is available on www.indoamerican-news.com. 
By Monday, you can hear the recorded show on podcast, which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. We have four years of podcasts and have had over 7,400 hits. Please do support our show to receive new podcasts. Select follow on our Spotify and give us a five-star rating. Please, that will get us higher. Ad clicks. At 4.20 p.m. today, we will be joined once again by our monthly from the Harris County District Attorney's Office to educate us on issues related to the law. This time, it'll be Harris County Assistant District Attorney Gilbert Sautel, who was with us last uh, almost a year ago on August 27th, talking about violent crime against children. He is back with us today to tell us how the dismissals process works and how it reduces caseloads as well as unnecessary incarcerations. The Hindu Heritage Youth Camp has been an institution in the greater Houston area for 39 years. It is a summer five-day stay-away camp tailored towards 8 to 17-year-olds and is oriented around helping youth learn about Hindu traditions and values and find a support system for themselves based on Hinduism. Namita Palod credits her involvement in the Hindu Heritage Youth Camp for making her learn more about Hinduism on her own terms, which allowed her to build a strong connection to her faith. She will be calling in at 5 p.m. from New York City to share her experience and work with the camp. To be featured on our show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at indoamericannews at yahoo.com. Please pick up the print edition of Indo-American News, which is available all across, across town at grocery stores. Also, visit our website, indoamerican-news.com, which gets 60,000 plus hits to track all current stories. And please do remember to visit our digital archives from over 15 years, plus our entire 42 years of hard copy archives, which are available in the Rice University Fondren Library. And now here's Pramod with hopefully an exciting news roundup. It certainly is. All right. It's certainly going to be hot. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India and around the world. At the top of the news this afternoon is the catastrophic wildfires that engulfed the town of Lahena on the Hawaiian island of Maui. The death toll has reached 80 and may climb even more. Meanwhile, the state of Texas, including Houston, are continuing to suffer under a heat dome. Houston broke a record for overnight lows above 80 degrees. The hot and humid weather is expected to continue at least for the next two weeks. City officials are warning residents to stay inside and avoid the risk of a heat stroke. In India, the Modi government has easily survived a no-confidence motion introduced by the opposition parties and is getting the capital city ready for the Independence Day celebrations on Tuesday. However, in neighboring Pakistan, the government of Prime Minister Shehbaz Sharif has been dissolved. Sharif will continue to function as the Prime Minister of a caretaker government. The arrest of former Prime Minister Imran Khan has raised questions as to when the army will allow a new election. 
the presidential politics in the United States is getting overshadowed by three indictments against Trump. Earlier this week, federal judge Tanya Chutkan made a decision to allow Trump to share non-sensitive materials but warned him that inflammatory remarks would push her to schedule the trial over the confidential documents sooner. In response, House Republicans are holding congressional hearings to highlight Hunter Biden's alleged corruption. This has resulted in the collapse of a pre-bargain deal that Attorney General Merrick Garland has granted special counsel status to U.S. Attorney David Weiss to continue his investigation. Locally, Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo announced on Monday that she has checked herself into an inpatient care at an out-of-state facility for clinical depression, prompting a temporary leave from office. Hidalgo said she hopes to return to work by early September. Commissioner Rodney Ellis will preside over the official proceedings, including the commissioner's court until Hidalgo returns. Meanwhile, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has signed off on an $18 billion property tax relief deal, sending the measure for approval by the voters in November. Despite the overflowing treasury, Texas Republicans want the Biden administration to reimburse the state for Abbott's $9.5 billion Operation Lone Star, which was used to build a barrier of buoys and razor wire to stop migrants from Mexico in crossing the border at the Rio Grande River. In sports news, some exciting quarterfinal matches have set the stage for the Women's Soccer World Cup. Australia has entered the semi-final round with an epic penalty shootout of 13 shots to defeat France. On Tuesday at 3 a.m. local time, Spain will play Sweden, followed by Australia against England on Wednesday at 5 a.m. In men's hockey, India beat Malaysia to win the Asian Champions Trophy by a score of 4-3. In cricket, India defeated the West Indies in the fourth T20 match uh, by a score of 179. So that resulted in uh, India winning two T20s and West Indies winning two twenties. So the fifth and deciding T20 will take place tomorrow. In Major League Baseball, the Astros won the first game yesterday in the three-game series against the Los Angeles Angels by a score of 11-3 with powerful performances by pitcher Justin Verlander and hitter John Singleton. The Strohs remain two and a half games behind the Texas Rangers. Finally this afternoon, a California wine grower near Santa Barbara has had 2,000 bottles of wine seized for fermenting the wine in ocean illegally. The wine cases were left on the ocean floor for more than a year. The bottles were being sold for $500 per bottle, but FDA officials warned that the bottles were contaminated and not fit for human consumption. That's all the news for this afternoon. More views, discussions, and music as we continue with the Indo-American News talk show. You know, they may have a point. I mean, the ocean currents are getting uh, warmer, and maybe the the temperature of fermenting the wine was... Do they analyze? To, to, do they analyze the they, they contents had, of the wine too? They had a guy down st- know, at the bottom of the ocean drinking <laughs> you, away. You, no, no. You, you, did you test it Sampling. <laughs> that it's contaminated. Now, I saw on the news uh, a picture of some of the bottles 
that had all kinds of uh, stuff growing in there. Oh, yeah. what? Well, but you know, they they buy bottles from the Titanic for like three thousand dollars a bottle. Right. You know, but I don't think they mean to drink it. Oh. You, you know, in Hardwar, that's how they make kulfi. I've seen uh, when I was with with all. Th- yeah, all they put them in the Ganges. So oh, the oh, wow. containers which have uh, which have the kulfi mix in it, uh-huh. they just dip them in the but Ganges. There's, but there's and nothing mean. growing on it. No, and that's how they make their kulfi. So oh, this okay. is the other way around. That is cold. This is hot. So. And then well, they don't keep it for a year. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got we've got like nine seconds before we go to the how next commercial break. Commercial break. We'll be right back, folks. This this is Indo American News. Indo American News Radio. India News. US News. World News. Movie reviews and local community roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod. Indo American News Radio. Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share or disagree with Sanchali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. Welcome back, folks. That was a very short commercial break and didn't give me enough time to even breathe, let alone everything else, right, Pramod? Yes, uh, and I'm pleased to introduce our first guest, uh, Gilbert Sautel. He's the Assistant District Attorney and is a Chief Prosecutor at the Harris County District Attorney's Office, currently assigned to Child Fatality Section. In this role, he is responsible for the investigation and prosecution of cases involving child death or serious bodily injury due to abuse or neglect. He was previously assigned to the Mental Health Division at the DA's office for three years and prosecuted a variety of cases, including homicides and violent offenses, with insanity and incompetency issues, as well as sexually violent predator civil commitments. Additionally, he authored the book Mental Health Law for Prosecutors for the Texas District and Attorneys County Attorneys Association. Gilbert has also been assigned to the DA's office's trial bureau and he has also worked as a volunteer prosecutor in the DA office's intake division on weekends for six years. Gilbert has provided training to Children's Assessment Center officers Child Protective Services, the Harris County Sheriff's Office, and the Houston Police Department's Homicide Division on investigating and prosecuting child fatality and serious bodily injury cases. Statewide, Gilbert has provided training to the Texas District and County Attorneys Association on mental health defenses as well as child fatality investigations and prosecutions. Prior to joining the district attorney's office, Gilbert attended law school at the South Texas College of Law and was an undergrad at the University of Texas in Austin. Welcome, Gilbert. We're pleased to have you. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Certainly. You have a long resume. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Gilbert was on our show almost exactly a year ago. 
That's right. On in August the twenty seventh, last year. Yes, and I did it from home, and I had some technical issues, so I decided it might be better to come into the studio. So thank no, you, thank you sure, for having yeah. me. Really good. To that in you the, might want to pull the mic just closer a little bit to closer. you. Yeah, so. Studio is always better. Yeah, and you have a wonderful studio. Oh, thank you. Yeah, right now it's it's kind of all uh, messed up because we have confetti all over the place. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> must was have had a celebration. A, some sort of. Uh, Masala party yeah. that we weren't invited to promote. Right. <laughs> That's often the case. <laughs> Gilbert, you know, um, you deal with some pretty, uh, pretty hard to, hard to stomach kind of cases, it seems like. You got child violence is one thing. You dealt with mental health issues, mental, and you even wrote a book about health, uh, mental health law for prosecutors. So, um, uh, you know, and, and I, 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 I cannot process this, this kind of stuff. I mean, how does it, how can you ta tackle stuff like this? It didn't just happen overnight. I think I, uh, you know, slowly dipped my, my toes into the water and, and took on more difficult and more difficult cases until I've kind of come to where I'm at right now. And um, so it's it's been a long process, but I'm also good at compartmentalizing what I do and separating that when I go home um, to my family and, and also having uh, an outlet like art. I'm, I, I do art in oh, really? free time. So well, that's... What kind of art do you do? Painting? Uh, lots of painting. Um, I, I've, I've done a mural downtown, but, but those are things that I like to do to separate myself from the day-to-day -day work. Really? Life. Mural downtown? Where? Right across from Minute Maid Park. Oh, uh, okay. On the backside of a bail bonds and law office building. If oh, you, I see. If, if you go down to like Crawford and uh, Commerce Street, right. you'll see it. Oh, oh really? Yeah, my and name. what's the subject? It's it's a portion of Minute Maid Park called the Crawford Boxes, and oh, okay, I, I painted sure. the stadium and all the fans in the middle of a game, and it was, oh, it neat. was one of the World Series. Wow, games. how big a mural is this? Two stories. Oh, uh, wait a minute. It's pretty large. Crawford yeah. and Commerce. Crawford and Commerce. I, I believe that's the intersection. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, and is your name uh, on it? My name is on it. Yeah. Oh, neat. Well, I've got to pay attention to this next time I go there. I go there quite a bit, actually. It's so on the back side of the building. Oh, okay. Back was, side uh, of the Bales Bond building. Art something that you enjoyed doing, or did you have training also in it? Uh, I picked it up and um, just kind of developed my talent over the years, but I've had a lot of friends and, and other people, you know, encourage me with art, and I was exposed to it at a very early age with my parents. Mm -hmm. uh, they took me, you know, to the Museum of Fine Arts oh, a lot okay. when I was growing up, and so uh, it's just picked it up here and there. Right. Well, that's that. You have a natural ability for art, natural talent. I'd like to think so. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, some people have that, uh, and over a period of time, sometimes they don't use it anymore. I, I I used to do a lot of this when I was a kid, all the way through college, and then I dropped it, and then I ended up doing sketches, like remember oh, yeah, cartoons for the cartoon series, right? But then uh, I miss it. But you know, there's so many things in life that you want to do. <laughs> that's right. There's never a, a good time to you know set aside the amount of time you need for, for art. Yeah, right. absolutely. So, Gilbert, because of the heat, you must have a, a bigger caseload. 
Uh, I do. Um, and and I, I think that's kind of what y'all wanted to talk about today. But mm-hmm. um, the caseload right now in Harris County is is unbelievable. And it's compounded not only by Hurricane Harvey, but also COVID-19 and mm-hmm. the delays uh, that, that gave the criminal justice system. I was thinking about uh, children being left in a hot car <laughs> yes. and then uh, swimming pool incidents. This is the, the time of year when those are um, most rampant, and we get calls weekly um, about incidents like that. And, and some of them are horrible where it leads to the child's death, and some, you know, the, the children are able to um, make it through and, and they're not injured. But, but I don't understand. Most of the cases, is it that they just forget there's a child there? Or is it homicide? Um, so a lot of times it is generally a mistake and, and not necessarily charges aren't necessarily filed in those instances, but sometimes it's a willful ignorance. I, I think that's the best way to describe it. It's ignorance just of what the, of, of the life of, of their child or well, the, the, the heat that would build up in a car. Yes. And, and, and these, I have to reiterate the the people who are being investigated for this they're not reasonable parents you know we had a case not too long ago where the mom uh was in the process of stealing things from a target and some good samaritan outside called 911 when she saw this child in the car and surveillance video showed that the mom was inside for 40 minutes oh my god stealing shoplifting shoplifting um, and and by the time the paramedics arrived and the police arrived, they saw her kind of surveilling the area, but not coming up to you the know, admit, claim yeah. of the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and she tried to act um, like it was a mistake or an accident, but that's a long time in this heat right now. I mean, it's, So there was evidence to show that she was willfully doing this? Well, at least knowingly. So I'm sure you've heard of the different mental uh you know mental states for for crimes and it mm-hmm. goes all the way down the line from intentional being you know the highest culpable mental state to knowing to reckless to uh with criminal negligence and in that kind of situation you could make an argument that what she was doing was either knowingly or at the very minimum reckless you don't leave a, a two-month-old or a three-month-old in the car when sure. it's 100 degrees outside without the engine running of all the cases that you have that uh, presented to you, uh, how many would be these kind of ca- uh, child cases? So well, ideal... 10,000, maybe 100,000? No, 100, no I, th- that would be horrible. Um, most of the cases I deal with are going to be homicides due to physical abuse or neglect. Oh. Um, these hot car deaths, um, while they are... Horrible cases are a small minority of my cases. I would say, you know, 5% of the cases that I investigate or less are hot car deaths. But, and, and how many cases are on, on, your doc, on, on, your, on, on your files right now that you're handling? So in child fatality, which is uh, handled by myself and my colleague, Edward Applebaum, uh, we both carry about 50 fatality cases. Oh and that's just those are active cases that we've already filed charges on, but we also have anywhere from, you know, 25 to 50 
investigations that were working with local law enforcement to get evidence, to learn more about the incident, you know, waiting on an autopsy report. So these are new cases, 50 additional new cases? These are 50 cases that could be filed, and sometimes they might get declined, and we're working them actively with uh, the Houston Police Department, the Harris County Sheriff's Office, to determine whether or not probable cause exists to file a criminal charge. Uh, uh, and uh, barring that, is there a lower charge that you can assign to a parent who uh, was negligent but didn't really mean it? Yeah, absolutely. And and we, we have to look at the parent's mental right. state yeah. and, and, and the outcome. Every case is different. But let's say, you know, it's it's not that you went inside a Target to steal stuff for 40 minutes while you left mm-hmm. your kid in the car, but instead it was... I ran inside to pick up some food delivery and there was a line and it took, you know, 10 minutes rather than one minute sure. and you came back and the kid's fine. And, you know, it was really why more of a negligent Why can't they standard. take the kid along? Well, that's the best, the best choice. And I would encourage all parents, if you have small kids, take your kids with you. Exactly. It's way too hot. And, and if you just sit in your car without the engine running for a minute or two, you realize how quickly the heat rises in there. And if it's hot to you, it's hot to your kids and it's hot to your pets too. You know, let's yeah. not forget about our pets. Well, so uh, what I was driving at was we're talking about s- children fatalities and, and th- these kind of um, issues. Uh, but uh, normally how are cases, how are cases brought to the DA's office as a rule, as a whole? The, the general process is there are officers with Houston Police Department and the Sheriff's Office and also all of our other law enforcement agencies in Harris County. So Pasadena, um, that's another big one. They, they get called to a scene or to a hospital in regards to a child who is either dead or has obvious signs of physical abuse. And they notify us pretty soon once they get notified and they start working the case. And that involves getting medical records, getting statements from parents, uh, family, talking to the doctors. And in the case of a child that dies, we have to wait on the autopsy report. But in the meantime, we can talk to the medical examiner to get a better idea of whether or not the injuries that are seen are um, possibly accidental or non-accidental and there's a there's a difference and and trying to determine whether or not the story given by the the caregivers is consistent with the medical uh evidence and so just to give you an example and i know this might be um hard to hear for some listeners um, let's say the parent brings in their three-month-old and says oh he fell off the bed and and that's that's why we're bringing him in, but he has injuries all over his body. Um, and the doctor is able to say, you know, a simple fall wouldn't cause these injuries. And also if, if you're aware of what three months, three month old children do, they don't roll a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, they kind of just stay in one place. So it's not really realistic that they rolled off the bed at three months or, or younger. And so we look at all of that. And we also have really great doctors here in Houston that specialize in child abuse and they're able to kind of piece together the evidence for us. And, and, and we work with not only the doctors and law enforcement, but also CPS to uh, make the right choice and, and make evidence-based charges. Yeah, and Gilbert, are these cases uh, increasing year over year, or are they, are they about the same? 
So I've, I've been in this position for a little over three years, and I would say there was kind of a spike during COVID-19. Oh, okay. But as you can imagine, people are cooped up in their house uh, during that time. And so, and they also have a lot of stressors, like people, a lot of people were out of work mm-hmm. uh, and constantly around their, their family members, which can create a cabin fever-like situation, and they take out their frustrations on... The crying baby. Sure. Um, and but it's it seems like it might have calmed down just a little bit, but it's still enough of a problem. A, a lot of these cases, um, Gilbert, they get uh, you know dismissed on like um, like as if they're pleading insanity, basically. So what do you have to say about that? They were not in their right frame of mind, or you know. So I want to correct a couple of things about the question. <laughs> okay. Um, so insanity does not result in a dismissal. Um, you might have heard the term not guilty by reason of insanity. Right. Um, that doesn't mean the case was dismissed. It means they were found not guilty because doctors opined that they were, as a result of a severe mental illness, they, they didn't appreciate what that their conduct was wrong at the time of the incident. Mm-hmm. But here's a big misconception. A lot of people think if that happens, the person walks free and they go back out into the community. That's not the case. Okay, so they go to a, a term. They, they go to a maximum security state hospital, like in Vernon, oh, Texas, okay. or Russ, Texas, or Kerrville, Texas. I'm sure you've heard of Andrea Yates. That's that's yeah. the classic case that I think most people know about that is the intersection. The, 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 you're the talking about the lady who, killed, who drowned, yeah, all drowned her, her five kids. children. Exactly. She was found not guilty by reason of insanity, and she will spend the rest of her life at Kerrville State Hospital. Wow. And she'll never leave. So, um, and that's not a dismissal. It's just, it's it's a type of adjudication by the court that says... Spares you the death penalty. Yeah. Well, it spares her the death penalty, yes, but uh, they basically said, "You you did this, but you were, you know because of a severe mental illness, not in your right mind, but you're not going to get to go free into the public. You're going to go to a state hospital for the rest of your life. Well, uh, you know, earlier on we were talking about all these cases and I was wondering how this case has come in. And what I was leading up to is what Sinchali actually uh, brought us back to. We really want to talk about dismissals. Yes. We understand that there's so many cases in the Harris County uh, District Attorney's Office that there's been a, sh- a severe burden somewhere around a year to two years uh, kind of backlog, which has been whittled down, uh, we understand, to maybe about a year or something like that. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's exactly on point. Uh, because of COVID and Hurricane Harvey, we had a, a tremendous backlog. And since 2021, those numbers have been steadily declining. I think the last numbers I looked at, there were 34,000 uh, current felony cases pending in the 23 felony district courts. And so that's an average of about 1,500 cases per court. And during that time, the district attorney's office was not given more prosecutors. And that creates a problem. It creates a larger caseload per prosecutor. And uh, so essentially what has happened is there are, there's a bigger caseload per prosecutor and the prosecutors aren't able to give the time to evaluate each case properly. And so we're catching up, but sometimes as cages, cases age, you can imagine they don't get better with time. Mm. Yeah. Witnesses die, uh, you know, people go missing, people don't remember things the right way, evidence gets, 
you know, skewed, yeah. skewed. And, and so sometimes cases have to be dismissed because it's just taken way too long to go to, to court or to go to trial on a case. So, right. Obviously, you don't have time to do cold cases. <laughs> <laughs> we still get them from time oh, to time. Okay. But like add a cold case into the the, you know, overflow that we're already handling. And yeah. it's very, very difficult. So yes. I'm going to interrupt everybody here. We're going to be going to a commercial break very shortly. This we're talking with Gilbert Sautel. He's with the Harris County District Attorney's Office, and he's an assistant DA. We talked we talk to him about child violence and cases about that, but now we're talking about dismissals, and when we come back, we're going to follow up with that, find out how the dismissal process works and whether... Uh, and what it takes in order to get a case dismissed, or, or should a case exactly could, should a case dismiss, be dismissed? Yeah, or what exactly does a dismissal mean? So, right, yeah. right. Uh, so we'll be right back, folks. No, don't go away. We will dismiss and Charlie after that. <laughs> World news, movie reviews, and local community roundup every Saturday, four to six p.m. on Masala ninety-eight point seven FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali, and I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala retail outlet at factory location 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala 100% homemade spices, attas and chutneys. 713-789-3088 chandrikamasala.com 713-789-3088 Wo kuch kehti nahi par ye bhi ek bhasha hai. हीरे की चमक हर नारे की अभिलाषा है हाँ तुम कीमती हो ये सुनने की आशा है तभी तो हर हीरे को महाराजा जूलर्स ने प्यार से तराशा है हम हीरों से रिश्ते बनाते हैं क्योंकि आपके रिश्ते की कीमत हम जानते हैं महाराजा डायमंड्स 5821 हिलक्रॉफ्ट 713-784-5673 महाराजा ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड्स टू लाइफ Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanjali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better every Saturday. Listen to Masala Radio, three to six p. Indo-American News. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Gilbert Sautel. He's an assistant DA at the Harris County DA's office, and we're talking about, we were just going to touch on the subject of dismissing charges or if a case can be dismissed. Is there a difference between dismissing charges or dismissing a case? It's basically, it, it is the same. It just means the case is terminated for, uh, and there's a lot of different reasons a case can be dismissed or terminated, um, all the way from, you know, maybe the defendant entered into a diversion program with the district attorney's office and they successfully completed the diversion program. Or, um, you know, the, the one I think most people commonly think of is, we can the state can no longer prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt, which is the standard in order to prove a case at trial. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that a crime was not committed or that a person didn't do what they're alleged to have done. It just means that we wouldn't be able to prove with the evidence available 
beyond a reasonable doubt all of the elements that they're charged with, and so we'll dismiss it. Is, uh, is that, that something that you guys evaluate as, as the cases come in right away? We, we evaluate <laughs> it at the onset of a case when we take charges, and, and at that stage we're looking to see whether or not there's probable cause, which is a lower standard than beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's the standard that you have to present to a grand jury to get an indictment. That's what starts the case. But in order to prove a case at trial, it's a higher standard. And so there's a second evaluation done to see, can I even make this at trial? Um, and so that's what our prosecutors have been faced with is, is evaluating this huge backlog and determining, can I prove this case that happened maybe back in 2020 beyond a reasonable doubt? Well, you know, I watch Blue Bloods very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Law and Order. <laughs> and I so, watch British <laughs> detective series. So, you know, I know how the, the whole system supposedly works. No, basically, uh, no pun intended, but really you have a prosecutor and he's got a detective or somebody who's helping them to, to put all the evidence together and then they evaluate it like you just said, right? So is our... Are cases, I mean, you, you guys have 34,000 cases, you said, that is in front of 23 felony courts. And how many prosecutors do you have? 300, give or take. Um, and that number really has remained stagnant over the last, you know, 20 so, so years. I mean, it... So that's 340 and cases why is that? per prosecutor. I mean, they should be hiring more, right? It's 120... I think so. Budget issues? Budget, yeah. 110 cases per prosecutor. And, and really, the, the people in the trial bureau, those numbers could be a, a lot more. You could have what, what's referred to as a felony three, which is the lowest felony prosecutor in a district court that might have a thousand cases assigned to them. And, the, and then the, the prosecutor above them might have, you know, two or three hundred. And then the chief of the court might have 50 cases. But those are, are homicides, you know, and so it's Very not an detailed. even distribution of the so cases. So the thousand felonies, how long of a time period do you get to go through those? The age of the caseload varies, but we, we still have cases pending from, from before COVID. And in some cases, especially the more serious offenses like capital murder, some, sometimes they predate Hurricane Harvey. I have several cases on my docket that are older than... Hurricane Harvey. I have one from 2012, one from 2016. Uh, but those are the very, the most serious cases. There's a lot of moving parts. They take longer to dispose of than, let's say, a theft case mm -hmm. or a drug mm -hmm. case. And what is this uh, diversion program that you talked about? What exactly is that? So the Harris County District Attorney's Office has a number of diversion programs. Uh, I think the one people are most common or you know most familiar with are things related to to marijuana. Uh, you know, oh, drug diversion. Drug okay, diversion. Got it, got it. You know, low, low level drug offenses. We we, we typically it. will have diversion programs. There's also one for prostitution. Uh, basically, people that we want to correct this uh, cyclical. Uh, pattern of, of reoffending, and we want to stop that. So we might offer a diversion program, whereas if they complete all the necessary steps and, 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 and so forth, we'll That's dismiss That's one it. of the biggest problems right now, right? Drug diversion. What do you mean by Like problem? narcotics, fentanyl, stuff like oh, that. Oh, fentanyl yeah. is very yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. So, yes. That so, falls under diversion, right? Um, in certain cases, if, if you're the user and you have a small amount, then, then, then maybe. Then no. 
but but if you're manufacturing Correct. and delivering Illegal, it, legal, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, looked at differently. So oh, okay. what is? I mean, uh, to me, uh, maybe uh, uh, some minor amount of possession of marijuana, or maybe even cocaine, is probably not worth the effort to to go and you know put everyone's work to uh, to work about this. Yep. Why is it? Are those kind of cases easy to dismiss if, through a diversion program? They're easier to dismiss, especially if if you know that you're you're trying to correct a wrong. But we 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 really don't have the bandwidth in our criminal courts to to take those kind of cases to trial. Juries don't the the citizens of Harris County and all the surrounding counties. They're not as focused on somebody who might have had a little bit of cocaine versus somebody who. Who killed, ki- who killed somebody. And so yeah. what we're trying to do is prioritize the most serious cases and try mm-hmm. to dispose of cases like low-level drug offenders in, in creative ways that don't involve trial, that result in a dismissal. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the cases and a lot of this downward trend in caseload that we've seen since 2021 has been accomplished by diversion programs. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Uh, Gilbert, going back to child fatalities, are do you see uh, much uh, child upon child uh, crime yes um I, I, perhaps it's related to gangs maybe younger people so what i was actually thinking of is it's an offense called making firearm accessible to a child oh, when, okay. when guns are left around in a, sure. in a residence unsecured when they're readily dischargeable mm-hmm. and a child gets a hold of it and either shoots themselves or another a person sibling. and yeah. and that unfortunately happens oh, often sure I, I wouldn't say often but enough that it it you know, shocks the conscience. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a, a different type of crime. And you have to wonder whether the parent is at fault and therefore they should be charged or. I think they do charge the parents for uh, neglecting the safety of firearms. The, the, in that case, that charge, it would be filed against the parent for leaving the gun out in the open, easily accessible by a, char- a child. Right. Yeah. Well, how, how problematic is collecting the evidence? Is it totally police work or do prosecutors play any part in it? Um, the police handle the large burden of, of collecting evidence. But let's say in my cases, we, we get a case and it has just about everything that you think that you need. And then, you know, we file the charge. And then when we're heading to trial, I say, well, we need this and uh, this evidence over here and that evidence over there. So you'll, I will use subpoenas to get that evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but the majority of the evidence is gathered by the police before charges are accepted. Okay. Right. So, um, well, I really wanted to focus in on the dismissal thing. Um, so are you, say, uh, are you suggesting that maybe more and more cases are being resolved right now and that the caseload is coming down? Absolutely. There's been a downward trend for the last two years. And and another couple of reasons for dismissals, I just want to get this out, is uh, sometimes a defendant in that long period of time when we had Harvey and COVID, they were, let's say they picked up one offense in, in 2020 and they were given a bond and they went out and they committed another offense. Um, so by the time that we're trying to resolve their case, they might plead guilty to one, the, the, the most serious offense. Let's say they committed an aggravated assault and they're going to take, you know, 15 or 20 years in prison, but they have like a drug case that they picked up too. You know, maybe they had a little bit of cocaine. So as part of the plea deal, 
we might dismiss their three less serious charges because they're taking responsibility and they're going to go to prison for 20 years. So they might have had four cases. Three of them are resolved by dismissal, but one of them is resolved by a conviction. So uh, that's another type of dismissal. Another one is we sometimes dismiss charges for pleading issues. So in the indictment, maybe the, the wrong language is used. So we have to dismiss this one and correct the language. And that could result in a dismissal. Uh, but that, it could re- result in another charge. It's, it's then refiled. So it's a technicality. Uh, but if you look at the stats and you say, oh, look, there's 100 dismissals, five or 10 of those might be because there was a pleading issue with the language. And so we have to dismiss it and refile it. So it's a housekeeping issue. It's, it's a technicality. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a wash. It doesn't really bring down the number of It really that. doesn't. Right. But, but yeah. so I'm sorry, you were going to say. No, no, I, I, I think she hit the nail on the head. It really doesn't bring down the number because we're ultimately just refiling it. But it is a type of dismissal that occurs not frequently, but enough to, to, to know about it. But right now, there are 34,000 cases, right? That's right. And among 300 prosecutors. Once again, folks, I just want you to remember that 110 cases per prosecutor. Yeah, uh, that's 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 a lot. Yeah, is. that is. And, uh, and generally, I'm sorry, promote Gilbert. Uh, the police officers who often spend a lot of time collecting evidence, do they get upset at uh, charges <laughs> being dismissed? They certainly do, and I, yeah. I completely understand their frustration. They put a lot of sweat and hours into collecting evidence, investigating a case, and if it gets dismissed, I would be upset if I were in their shoes. So sure. I, I completely get it. Um, but they also see enough to understand the situation that we're dealing with. They understand the process. Most of them do. I know mm-hmm. I, they're not. Um, they're not happy about it, but they know that if if there's a murder case, it's probably going to take three to five years to resolve that mm-hmm. because there's only so many courts that can try cases. And so, if there are 23 district courts, that means on any given week you can only really try 23 cases in well, all of Harris County. So, what is the solution to bring down the caseload? That's a great question. I think the solution is more courts. Mm-hmm. and more prosecutors. And this fall, we Harris County will be getting three brand new courts, Good. and the following year we'll be given three additional courts. Mm-hmm. And 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 what's and I don't know the exact year, but um we so, just got the a, a brand new court, the 482nd District Court, and that was the first court in Harris County, I want to say since 19 the late 1980s. Wow. So, so we when you say courts, this is a physical entity. Courthouses. Co- no, for courtroom. Courtroom. Right. So yeah. courtroom, and therefore, and that means you have th- you'll have three new judges, or Th- more than three judges. Three new judges. You'll need new prosecutors to staff it. So they'll be hiring more people. They have to, right? They. W- if they have Feasi- the money. Feasibly. <laughs> I you, mean, you have to man the courtrooms. I mean, what's the point in building rooms if you don't have any? Well, that's the dilemma. Yeah. I, yeah. But I think by, by the county saying we're going to fund these courts, that's their uh, that that's them saying we're go- also going to fund the hiring of new prosecutors and also court staff. So clerks, coordinators, bailiffs, all of the people that go into running a court, they, yeah. their salaries have to be taken into consideration. Right. Wow. So, and they're going to be scattered across the county? Um, no, they're going to be downtown at the Harris County Criminal Justice Center, which is uh, already kind of 
busy and, overflowing. and overflowing. Yeah, <laughs> bursting at the seams. Yeah. And so we're gonna we're gonna find a solution. Um, and there's a couple of auxiliary buildings. Uh, one is the Family Law Center, which for a couple of years has been used as an overflow space, and they have courtrooms available so too. So in that tall building downtown, how many? floors are courts there there are 20 floors and right now there are 23 district courts and i believe 16 uh, misdemeanor courts and then there are a small number of specialty courts there's one called reintegration court which is designed towards uh doing diversions for low-level offenders trying to correct that cyclical pattern uh so that so there's about 40 courts on 20 floors and you're going to add another six that's correct. Wow. Gil- Gilbert, I have a question. What is the difference between charges dropped versus charges dismissed? It's, it's essentially same the thing. same thing. Same thing. Oh, you yeah, know, we right. charges dropped is kind of like uh, the, the layman term for it's It's okay. the, it's the, same the street thing. term Just, for a dismissal. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah uh, Gilbert, you know, when we watch TV shows related to law and order, and a uh, l- lot of those cases are quite complex and very hard to figure out who's guilty or not guilty. In real life, are most of the cases pretty straightforward? That's a great question, and here's a typical lawyer response. It depends. <laughs> of uh, course. You could, have, you could have a capital murder that happens at a gas station during robbery where uh-huh. this, the clerk is shot on surveillance video. Right. That could be fairly easy. Yeah. But then we also have cases like mine where nobody will ever really admit to killing a baby. So we have to determine by circumstantial evidence who was around the baby when they became symptomatic. And that is really complex because it requires the opinion of a very educated doctor and also a lot of other evidence. And, And so you're looking at a lot of different factors to determine if somebody did it and who did it and when they did it. Certainly. And how they did it. Yeah. Okay, um, uh, so I'm I'm trying to come up with the uh, uh, trying to grapple with all these cases and the workload and all that stuff. We only got a couple of minutes left, but uh, in my simplistic view of things, um, it would seem like you need more prosecutors. The more courts is 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 they're on the way, but unless they operate 24 hours a day, uh, which they don't. So the other option would be operating 24 hours a day. Night court. <laughs> Night court. Night court. Some people have suggested that. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe it would work. I don't know. Sometimes but, they go until pretty late in the evening. The courts right now, they all vary. Some of them go into the afternoon. They all start generally around 9 a.m. And depending on the caseload, um, some courts will wrap up their daily docket around maybe 2 p.m. And some, you know... Maybe later than that. And the third option, uh, the third solution would be to drop certain type of laws that and make them non, you know, non, what you call it? Criminal. Criminal. Sure. And that's a legislature thing. But at the same time, we can prioritize as, as the district attorney's office which cases we want to focus our resources on. And so... Is th- that enough of a reason to dismiss a case? Yeah, I think in some cases, especially when you get something out of it, like a diversion program, we don't just dismiss the case because somebody had a low-level amount of of drugs. We'll dismiss it because they accomplished a a list of things that we set out for them, like classes, community service hours, things that 
maybe will hopefully end this cyclical pattern. Just in in closing, once you do adjudication, you actually, the person has to go to a different location to go and get uh, every month to be, you know, to to report in. Yeah, it's kind of, it's basically a probation. It's, it's. Right. So you, you push the, 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 the ball down the road to another office, right? That's correct. But at the same time, we can say, you know, this is a six-month diversion program or, you know, whatever length amount of time that you want. And then at the end of that, it's gone. So we know in six months, this case is going to be gone. Well, Gilbert, thank you so much. We've been talking to Gilbert Sotel. Thank you so much for coming in. We hope uh, that everyone out there has learned quite a bit. We certainly did. And we're going to be joining in by our next uh, uh, guest who's already on the line. Gilbert, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Really appreciate everything you shared with us. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM K254BZ Fairbanks. Masala. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Happy Independence Day. Exclusive Furniture is celebrating 76th Independence Day this Sunday, August 13th. And your furniture will be delivered before the Independence Day. That's correct. Save 25% off plus no sales tax. Yes, no sales tax and free delivery. Free food and drinks from 4 to 7 p.m. on Sunday, August 13th at Exclusive Furniture Grand Parkway location and Exclusive Furniture Highway 59 in Hillcroft. Mention Music Masala Radio and ask about a free gift with purchase. Exclusive Furniture, where low prices live. Amerijuice Specials. Full body laser hair removal, $1,800. Low maintenance, minimal side effects, and no more ingrown hairs. Two VI peels and two skin pen microneedling, $9.99. Reduce acne, wrinkles, scarring, enlarged pores, age spots, uneven skin tone, and stimulate your own natural collagen. Specials valid until August 31st. Amerijuice.com. 713-960-6262. Amerijuice. Look good, feel good. If you think you're keeping up with the news, tell us what you know. Get on the Indo-American News Radio Quiz Show. I think I know this. The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio in the U.S. And win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today. News at yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo-American News Radio on Masala 90. 8.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 PM <laughs> with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. Masala Radio. You're listening to Masala Radio 98.7 FM 24/7 Bollywood. So spicy. Well. 
crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share or disagree with Sanchali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. Welcome back, everyone. As you know, you are listening to Indo-American News Radio. And we were very fortunate to have Gilbert Sautel from the Assistant District Attorney's Office. So Harris ha- County. Harris County. He is an Assistant District Attorney. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we got to learn so much. Yeah. I hope they get all their prosecutors. Well, anyway, yep. changing gears. Now we are on um, with again with another special guest, Namita Palod, who's holding very patiently. Um, on the phone. So, Namita, I'll give you a short uh, biography. Namita was born and raised in Houston and grew up very involved in the Houston Hindu community thanks to her parents. Every summer, she uh, she attended the Hindu Heritage Youth Camp, which was where she met some of her closest friends. She attended the University of Texas at Austin, where she studied supply chain. She currently lives in New York and is a consultant at IBM. During her time at UT, she was also very involved in the Hindu Students Association and helped put on large-scale campus events for Diwali and Navratri. Post-graduation, she served as one of the directors for the Hindu Heritage Youth Camp for three years. After this, she transitioned into a steering committee role for HHYC, dealing with the logistics and long-term planning. She credits her involvement uh, with HHYC for making her learn more about Hinduism on her own terms, which allowed her to build a strong connection to her faith and develop it into a support and guidance system. Welcome to our show, Namita. Thanks for joining us again. Namaste. Great to be here. Namaste to you. Namaste ji. Namaste. How are you? ในกําเบียวอ๋อเรื่องฮินดีอีสกีฮินดีฮมารีฮินดีเซบิชุดเฮลอเลสยาไอโนแอคเซนท์บอดีอัชลักดาอัพสบาดกันเนกาโตอั
the camp was Wimberley, right? Right, right, yeah. So yeah. it's still you're not at the stage where you can use that the the acquired site to hold these camps. No, no. Uh, they're still working on the plans and everything. Um, some fundraising is going on for that. Jeff's uh, going to be having a fundraiser on October 1st at Gujarati Samaj for a Texas Hindu campsite. And then hopefully uh, this upcoming summer we'll be able to have our first camp at our new site. So in 39 years uh, of the camp, can you estimate how many kids have actually come through the camp? No, first, tell us well, a little bit more about the camp. What is the camp? Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, can, yeah. Well, you can handle both so, questions the way you want. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, um, it's a five-day overnight camp for now fourth graders to seniors in high school. Uh, and throughout the course of the summer, we have our counselors, who are usually college-going students, prepare to counsel at camp. Uh, so they spend the summer learning how to teach yoga, different games, and preparing educations on Hinduism. And then at camp, they we have, like, full days of activities, all five days. Um, big part of that is, you know, we wake up early in the morning, do uh, shaka, then lots of outdoor activities mixed in with those educations. And then at night, we have a different activity each night, kind of geared towards the camp aspect, where we do, like, dodgeball and things like that, and another geared towards our Hinduism aspect where we run like Garba, Holi, have bhajans every single day, everything. So it's a very unique thing in that it's a camp like for the second generation that's also run by kind of the second generation now. Um, and we found to be really, really successful over the course of these 39 years. I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm assuming it's like well over probably couple thousand at least. Um, we have a massive wait list problem every year. This year our registration system actually kind of crashed because of the load that we were getting on our site and this is without, you know, any marketing, just word of mouth on how our camp runs and functions and is received. So every year on an average you get about hundred plus kids so that itself would amount to Thirty nine hundred, yeah. but I'm sure initially you didn't have that many. So yeah. yeah, yeah, we've kind of grown in capacity for a while. We had two camps. Uh, we have had to shift back to a one camp structure just because of the sites that we've had to rent from. But this year was our highest uh, number of campers, and that was at two forty five. Two hundred forty five campers for five days. Wow, yes. that's amazing. And how many counselors? Uh, sixty. 60 counselors, and you were one of them. Even, yeah. Okay, and the the counselors, are they all uh, first-geners, or are they, uh, you know, counselors who have gone through the camp before? Uh, It's usually we, most of our counselors, I would say, are people that have also gone to camp and had, you know, a pleasant experience and want to now give back in their own way to camp, but we do get some counselors who might have heard from their friends or something or didn't get to come as a kid, and they also get to join in and be a part of our camp family. So normally around what uh, time, uh, like what month during the summer break do you all have it? Well, they just had it last week. So. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And how far ahead of time do does one have to apply? Uh, our camper registration usually opens in April or May. Uh, but planning begins basically in January for us. 
Okay. Okay. So and what's the cost of the of the camp? Uh, I believe this year is four twenty five. So that's with everything included, you know, meal, stay, accommodation, that. But and you, transportation too. Uh, the bus. If you needed to take it, it was like an additional twenty dollars, I believe, each way. But the oh, okay. Four four twenty five only covers uh, the the meals and accommodations. You you bring your own supplies, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Of you like um, like sheets and beds and towels and you know pillows. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. We have like a camp booklet that we give out each year, and we make T-shirts for all of our campers, and all of that is included. Oh, okay. So Namita, this promote uh, uh, besides the counselors. You must have a staff that manages um, the food and everything, right? Yeah, so uh, my mom actually uh, has been the camp chef for <laughs> That's great. Shushmaji. <laughs> yes, Shushmaji. So she's the one who kind of helps us decide our menu and make sure that we're well fed. Uh, this year, the campsite that we hosted camp today kind of a requirement from their end that they do all the cooking but I think they took a lot of input and insight from her and actually uh, we made like a thousand puris outside in the heat last week oh, oh my, my god, god. Had fresh yeah that was an incredible effort by my mom so wow yeah, amazing I hope she yeah. had a fan running on her yeah you have to well, be careful these days you know people yeah, are having heat strokes put together a camp and do it for 39 years it takes a lot of effort on the, you know, part of uh, so many people. Devotion. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. So, uh, is it fair to say that there's a number of repeat campers? I mean, they come out year oh, after yeah. year? So the Absolutely. I think most of our campers especially like, want to come year after year. And for a lot of them, it's become kind of a expected part of their summer. You know, a lot of our campers fondly call it the best five days of the year. And they want to be lifers at camp per se so go every year as much as they can and then come back and be a counselor right so it's really uh as summer camps go i mean the other out outfits that offer summer camps they usually have hundreds of kids mm -hmm. i mean 245 is not a little bit of kids but uh it, it it's i guess it, can you scale this operation up or I was I'm thinking, sure. since you have such a long waiting list, can you all do it like twice per, you know, summer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do believe we have like the capacity to do that. It'll definitely be something, you know, different for us to try to grow. Um, but we've seen that there's a lot of youth that are interested in being counselors. And we definitely think that there's a lot of kids in this Houston or just a greater, you know, Austin, Dallas, Texas area that would be interested in joining us so we think that that's definitely a possibility you just you know have to approach it logically and figure out the logistics for all of that but that is i think definitely something that we hope to do is expand past but then that one. that is going to require more marketing more than word of mouth you know there are yeah i think we've basically never really had to tap too much into marketing so it'll be a creative opportunity too but i think word of mouth will continue to be like our biggest benefit. There are other Hindu temples also who are doing similar stuff. Mm -hmm. I have a co-worker who's part of the Jain temple and they did one, but it wasn't like five days. It was like 
Friday, Saturday, came back Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's a humongous effort, you know, cooking for all those kids. That itself is like a huge, huge... Well, so now I'm trying to understand we're going to be going to a commercial break very shortly. Uh, well, no, no actually five, five minutes. minutes. We, we have plenty <laughs> so of time. We have plenty of time. Uh, I'm trying to understand uh, the kind of uh, activities that you mentioned was yoga and and uh, and doing some bhajans and, and you use some terms shakha which i've never heard of so i'm I, so, I, so she used some terms which i've never right. heard of so maybe you can tell us a little bit more Correct. about so these it's, events it's it's uh, it's yeah. a combination of spiritualism and and some form of like yoga it's exercise physical, activity. physical. Yeah. shakha is uh, related to physical activity Right. Shaka means branch, so that's all I know. <laughs> well, it's okay. Uh, she can Namita tell us. Namita, you can tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. So, I think Jaji kind of hinted at this, but the way we structure camp is really meant to be like a combination of Hinduism and those spiritual elements, while still giving these kids, you know, like a traditional summer camp outdoors experience. So, uh, in the morning, we really want them to become familiar with like a lot of these Hindu and Indian uh, physical activities. So we start our day off with uh, Shaka. Um, and in that, we do exercises at the beginning. We do a couple of Surya Namaskars every day, then some stretching, some pranayam, And then we go into some of those traditional uh, Indian games, you know, like Sher, Bakri, Kabaddi, all of that. So those kids, even though they've grown up here, they have a little bit of insight into, you know, how these things happen in India, what their parents might have experienced, and they can kind of carry those kind of traditions on to in their own way. Well, you know, um, this seems like it's an organically grown camp. You know, the activity itself the uh, is, is something that grew from the need that other people saw and wanted to kind of remember and em emulate from their own childhood. Are there any professional involved in here who might help to streamline this and maybe take it to the next level? Um, so we have our steering committee, which is basically kind of like a group of six or seven of us who were previously directors of camp, and we kind of work behind the scenes a little bit more to see what are the ways that camp can improve. We want to, we know that the product that we have is good right now, but there's always ways to make it better. So that's what kind of we work on, figuring out what we can do to improve the experience of our campers, our counselors, while making sure that we are still sticking to our core mission, which is helping these kids, you know, mm -hmm. discover Hinduism and embrace it on their a little bit on their own terms and be able to, you know, build some sort of support system or around it and learn more about it. So if people want to reach out and enroll their children or uh, in, in one of these camps, how do they do that? Who do they call? Yeah, so uh, they can go on our website, uh, hinducamp.net, uh, and there you can sign up for our HHYC Insider uh, and through that, we have a listserv that we update you guys on all things camp, when registration is starting, where it'll be held, what the dates are, etc. So to repeat, it's Hindu Camp with an S. Net. Hindu Camps with an S dot net. No, uh, H I N D U C A M P dot net. So just singular Hindu Camp dot net. Okay, and then the uh, go to H H Y C Insider, right? Yeah, 
Exactly. And then you'd be able to get all the information about the camps and possibly enrolling for next year's camp. And if yeah. you if you feel compelled to to want to help out in some other way as a volunteer, is that also the way to do it? Yeah, I think so. Um, if anyone is interested in maybe being a counselor and college kids are listening, you can definitely go on our website and contact us so that we can keep you in mind and let you know when those counselor applications are Right, or, or if all else fails and everyone knows him around town, just call Vijay Palod. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe you all should definitely be looking at having another camp, uh, you know, timing in, in summer. So Because if there's 100 plus kids who are waiting in the list, you know, the demand yeah. is huge. Yeah, it's just the logistics that have to be worked out, right? Recently, and now you all have a permanent a place, yeah. Yes. So once we have our campsite, definitely that'll be coming. So oh, really so this is not a permanent campsite, the Wimberley, Texas one. No, no, no that no. was that was not. Oh, but so y'all are looking at finding a. No, problem. they they found one. They, okay, okay. They, it's near Columbus. Okay, so that's where yeah. it's going to be held, like from next well, year on. Well, after they get all the infrastructure built, oh, okay. it's it's yeah. way out in the middle of the woods. So you have to build the yep. uh, bathrooms and stuff. No, no, that's already built. It was an existing camp that's been built. We actually okay. did a story about it a couple of years ago. Okay. And uh, but there are other facilities that are required. It's not suitable for two hundred and forty-five kids. Got it. Right, Namita? Yep, exactly. So, yeah, that's a uh, Texas Hindu campsite, and we're just trying to get that up and running so we can have that our camp shift to that location as soon as possible. Right. Wonderful. And we're out of time. Thank you so much, Navita. We really appreciate you being with us. Thank you so much. Take care. Congratulations and good luck. Thank you. Yeah, all the very best, Namita songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo American News. And that was just a station ID, and we're, we're back again now with our last uh, segments. We have tw- actually 40 minutes where wow. we're going to be talking about stuff. But I, before we leave this subject about the Hindu Heritage Youth Camp, um, I wanted to throw out at people uh, a number for Vijay Palod, which is 713-562-1920. And because... They need all the support they can get. They need donations. They need volunteers to come out and help with, with the land. It's a huge acre. I think it's like 17 or 20 acres. It's, right. it's huge. Yeah. Huge undertaking. Right. Yeah. And so they, and everyone should go out there and take a look at it. There's, there's a barn. There's, a, there's a, a guest house. Actually, it's a pretty big guest house. You've been there? Oh, yeah. Hour? I took How Mama. How far is Columbus from here? It's an hour. Okay. Which direction? West. West. Okay. Like San Antonio passed? No, no, before San for, for you, it's south. Way before. For me, it's south? So <laughs> if on, on 59? <laughs> no, no, no. That's the only south I know. You have to come to I-10 and go west. Oh, okay. <laughs> However so you that's do That's west is west. <laughs> for me, it's not south. <laughs> so, okay, so it's on I-10. It's off of I-10 okay. on the way to Austin. You, you take 71 going to Austin. Yeah, at that point, you make a left. Okay, okay. So, um, 
But it's in the middle of the wilderness, so mm. you can actually go and see some of the parasit uh, asteroids oh, that are yeah. going to be falling today yeah. and tomorrow. Sure, mm. it would be a great place to do that. Right, yeah, with a little bit, with almost no light pollution. Correct, correct. But maybe there might be gunfire. Who knows? <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> you're in the middle of the woods. You know, somebody might be shooting a. Well, it's a Hindu heritage youth camp. <laughs> but is, no, is but it? there are other. Okay. There are, it's in the middle of the woods, so there yeah. are other people who live around there too. Right. Is it close to that uh, cow petting the goat? No, no, that's that's the other east. direction. That's, that's okay. in spring. That's east. That's the other direction. East, right? There's one in Beaumont and then there's another one in Spring. Oh, okay. The one that we had on the radio is East. That was uh, Beaumont. That was, and for you, that's North, St. John. <laughs> 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 but, right. but, yeah, that's a very but commendable the, I, effort, you know. It's, yeah, it's no, but I think uh, they need to raise about another million bucks. And to get everything set up. But the people yeah. who actually bought the land, they put in a, their own sweat and, to- uh, and money into it, you know, yeah, right. because they believe in the idea. So Vijayji, if you're listening to us, hopefully uh, we've got that right. But if we don't, you can give us a call. And otherwise, other people can also call us at 281-277-6874. And maybe Vijayji can do a fundraiser for the HHYF. I'm sure they've done quite a bit. A fundraiser for Indo-American News Radio, too. (laughs) Yes, when is that, Jawahar? (laughs) We're coming up to that soon. Okay. Uh, but folks, we're going to be talking about other things. Um, Any announcements, Jawar? Actually, just the fact that the... In- well, why don't we start talking about you're all dressed up. Where are you going? So I had a, a birthday party, 60th birthday party to attend. Oh, okay. Earlier today at the Minakshi Temple. I see. So I got dressed up. So I said, I'll just stay so in my sari. So you obviously yeah, younger then- friends <laughs> because we're way past... Uh, 60 birthdays. You are. (laughs) 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 Myself and Jawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had a huge puja thing at the Manakshi temple. Okay. Yeah, you all know them. Shailaja has been part of our... Shailaja's husband. So anyway. Actually... And then... uh, Next Saturday is the ICC 30th anniversary... 50th anniversary. The gala. Gala. Right. This is the first time they've done a gala. Oh, really? No, they used to do it in the past. This is pre-COVID, they used to do it. Since COVID, they haven't done it. Okay. That's what, when they came here, that's what uh, Parul said. Sure. And then they have the Independence Day program, which is on Sunday. Correct. And on Friday night. And it's back again at the Stafford Center, not at uh, the Gujarati Samaj. Correct. And uh, And Sonu Sood is the chief guest. And Friday night, there's a concert by Mosami Banerjee's group. Oh, yeah, the Nitin Mukesh. Nitin Mukesh. Yes. At the old Stafford Center. Correct. And that should be very nice. And there's a a very. He's an excellent performer. Dinner is included at Laziba. Oh. Yeah. The, I mean, the they ticket. will be catering. No, the dinner is at that restaurant. And then you have to go over there. To For the Nitin Mukesh concert? Correct. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And then uh, tonight there is a Samskriti program at the Miller Outdoor Theater. So that's where I'm headed to next from here. Oh, and okay. it's Rudraksh. It's all male Odissi dancers. They've come all the way from India to perform. So really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of a kind. Usually you only see female Odyssey dancers. Sure. But these are re- like really, really, you know, with awesome. All, with the, all the... No, 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 no. They are all bare-chested and it's very minimal clothing and stuff. So That's why you're going? 
No, I'm <laughs> to see the awesome performance by the male Odissi dancers. Are they from uh, India or yeah, they're yeah, local yeah. people? Yeah, they're all from India, all the oh, way from okay. India. Most of our programs we do, they come most of them from Achha. India. Yeah. Okay. We just had a good program at the Asia Society. It's uh, the Ramayana project, right, Transcending right. Borders. But mm. we had locals for that one. So oh, okay. there were Sri Lankan dancers. Oh my God, they were so good. Especially the guy who played the role of Ravan. Oh my goodness, you should have seen him dance. And then there were some uh, Indonesian dancers. So it was it was really awesome. Wow. Plus our Anjali students who sure. danced. So uh, I do have a couple of things that I want to get off my chest. Da -da -da -da. Yeah, you had 12 soap minutes. Box. I've got 12 minutes. Here's the soapbox, guys. The um, mayor's race, city of Houston mayor's race has gotten a little busier, a little bit more crowded. Former at-large council member Jack Christie who's a Republican, mm -hmm. announced that he was going to run for the for Houston mayor. Uh, and yeah, previously we haven't had a Republican in the race. Right, so now he wants to, uh, he wants to court the conservative element of the population. Uh, Christie enters a crowded field of 16 candidates. Right. And it shows that uh, the John Senator, um, State Senator John Whitmire and U.S. Rep., Sheila Jackson Lee are both Democrats as frontrunners. The other contenders include Attorney Lee Kaplan, District I Council Member Robert Galagos, and former Metro Chair Gilbert Garcia. Uh, and they, it's probably going to be a runoff in December. Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, Whitmire and uh, Jackson are the uh, front leading yep. yeah, frontrunners. So now Whitmire has been able to court the moderate wing of the, the party of, of, of the population because this uh -huh. is not a Democrat versus Republican race. It's, it's not, not supposed to be, non but it turns out to be. Yeah, but he has many GOP donors, the Whitmire, including uh, Tillman Fertitta, who owns the Rockets, right? Jim Mattress Mack, Mac, uh, Mac, McEnway, and real estate developer Richard Weekly. Oh, okay. So uh, the in so are these folks uh, going to switch their allegiance to Jack Christie? I don't think so. Hmm. Christie has no money. He the last time he ran, he reported having three thousand dollars in the account. Whitmire has nearly ten million dollars. Wow. And Gilbert Garcia uh, has put in three million dollars of his own money. Mm. He was a, f a former Metro chair, so... Correct. I guess they make a lot of money. He's got $3 million. <laughs> and, and Christie, get this, he said he would privatize heavy trash collections if mm -hmm. he got elected, freeze hiring, yeah. call the city council budget, call the budget and eliminate two city departments, although he just declined to say which one. It reminds you of someone else? Yes. Rick Perry. Oops! <laughs> So also the HISD um, superintendent is doing something similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to, uh, but uh, that's that's really. I don't think it's going to go really well. I mean, eliminating two departments and uh, the, none of these are very popular kind of uh, things to do. Right, but it's the Republican way. It is the Republican way. I wanted to share something else. This is a really, really uh, sad story. Uh huh. So, there were three Florida residents that died this week attempting to rescue a dog that had fallen into a deep water-filled hole in Bastrop County. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the the three who victims were identified as Denise Martinez, she was 26, Delvins Garcia, uh, 37, and Noel Vigil Benitez, who was 45. They were they were hunting for hogs, uh-huh. and so hog hunting is done at nighttime. Oh, really? Right. So they ended up their dog. He stepped on a basically a hole in the ground. So there wasn't anything to stop uh, to stop him, and he fell into the the well. Um, and uh, he uh, into it was a four foot wide opening. Can you believe? Oh, that's pretty large. Yeah, and somebody just left it open. I mean, it's as open as this, and they they he fell into it. The water level inside was about eight feet below the ground. You know, so and then the one by one, the three decided to get into the hole. To rescue the dog, uh-huh. uh, but then they had to help each other up because they became trapped. Right, because three people in a big hole, in a four-foot-wide hole, you can't even turn around. Right, so it was not the wisest of decisions, but they it takes a lot of guts to jump into to That's do something true. like this yeah. in the middle of the night. And the the fourth member of the party was from Red Rock in Bastrop County. He returned to his truck to help uh, to call for help, and what when you have a big hole like this, there's gases there that emanate like hydrogen sulfide, which is highly toxic, and other uh, septic and sewer tank mm-hmm. gases. So they, it seems like the victims were quickly overcome by the fumes and could not f- keep themselves afloat, and they they drowned. Wow! And uh, what about the dog? He died too. Um, hmm. Sad. Very sad. So it's it's just amazing that uh, they they made that kind of decision in the in the dark in the middle of the night. Well, on that note, what do you think of that uh, thirteen billion dollar property uh, deal that the governor and the Texas legislature accomplished? Well, I. I, I it's a step in the right direction, I think. But what I don't like is that the money for that they they think about diverting some more state money for charter schools. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, they're trying to cut down property tax. On the other hand, they're giving money away to a, a charter school gr- group. Right, and uh, they spent nine and not giving five, not giving teachers a raise. Right, and they spent nine point five billion dollars for Operation Lone Star, which included those buoys oh, yes. in the Rio Grande River and also uh, razor fences. I know, I know. And they want the Biden administration now to pay for it. It just, it, it's just... It doesn't ridiculous. make any sense. <laughs> to like pay for what? For the buoys. For the Lone Star uh, program. To pay for the buoys or to get yeah. the rid of the yeah. buoys? I thought no, the buoys... Biden administration wants to get rid of the buoys and they have sued the right, state. But, yes. but these folks want the administration to pay for it and then cancel the lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. So there's some strange things going on here. But the priorities are weird. But at least uh, the property tax reduction is, uh, is, is a good deal for property owners that are both... Uh, um, individuals as well as uh, businesses. Right. It was it, it was put forward by the compromise was brought together by Paul Betancourt, who used to be the county um, 
collector, assessor. assessor collector yeah. here in Houston, in Harris County. I think he had a plan and also Dan Patrick had a different plan. But they, so com- they, they uh, compromised. But I'm not a big fan of Paul Bettencourt. No. He's, he's a very radical uh, conservative when it comes to I everything. I think he's also taken the lead in lots of these voter uh, disenfranchisement mm-hmm. uh, type uh, uh, the bills that he proposed and got through the legislature. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. So, and Pramod, uh, I'm, I'm going to steal part of your thunder because who won in the... The soccer. Oh, no, man. They haven't won yet. No, 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 no. But, but the U.S. Th- didn't make it. Sweden got through. Who's the other group that got yeah, through? Yeah, I mentioned it. Uh, let me see. I have to go back. So it was Australia versus France and then England versus Colombia. Yeah. Australia so, won Aust- against France in a penalty shootout. Yeah, with 13 uh, shots. Australia they won? won? Seven, six. Wow, okay. And, and then, then I think Spain has also won. But how about England and Colombia? Who won? Uh, England. So now Australia is going to play England. Yeah, in the second match. In the first match, it's Spain versus uh, Sweden. Okay, so then those are the semis, basically. Right, okay. Right. When is the final? Next I guess weekend? Uh, it's the 20th. Tuesday, Wednesday, over the weekend. Oh, so Saturday. Yeah. It's on the 20th. Okay, right. okay. When we will be here. Oh, yeah. no, no, it's Sunday. It's a Sunday. The you 20th. know, soccer is... Uh, but they're 12 soccer hours. Soccer is mostly 12-hour time difference. Yeah. Soccer is mostly boring <laughs> until exactly. you get to the penalty shootout. I, I cannot, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, you're a Bengali, you should... Uh, I know, are, you, you know what? I heard today that Mohan Bagan uh, lost to East Bengal today. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's big news. <laughs> you know Partha Chatterjee, right? Oh, right? So, yeah, he informed me at the luncheon today that, oh, okay. yeah, more, it's a sad day for us because he's yeah. a Mohan Bagan f- supporter and so am I. But uh, there was another bit of news about hockey. Yes. Uh, India beat Malaysia in the finals of the Asian Championship. So that's pretty good. We are uh, making some headway there. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's true. Uh, before we go, we got like two minutes before we go to a commercial break. Uh, I want to point out to people out there, if you enjoy listening to us, hopefully you enjoy listening to the program rather than us rambling on. Yeah. Although rambling on is, has its own advantages. Uh, the um, uh, We need uh, you all to call in, to send us emails, to let us know that you want to be on our show, to be on the quiz especially. Yeah, so next two weeks or more, you could have uh, the quiz. Correct, the quiz. So uh, you need to call us at 713-789-6397. That's 789-NEWS, N-E-W-S. And you'll be able to reach us to let us know whether you want to be on the quiz because we are depending on you to reach us rather than the other way around. You guys are too lazy. We're having to reach you. (laughs) Yes, and we want people who are in their... 40s and 50s who pay attention to the news. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the fair. young people and the old people just are Don't ignoring come. the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not fair. That's not fair. We are encouraging listeners of all ages who take interest in the current events and who follow that's the news the, to the please come factor. and join us. I got, I got news for you. Remember those the group of girls who came here the last yeah. time? Mm-hmm. One of them, the youngest one, uh, Sheila? What's, what's her name? Anyway, the same group is coming next. 
Oh, they are? The exact right. same thing? No, 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 no. From the same oh, group. Oh, okay. Because she was so excited. She's like, I'm going to go get my friends and come back. So their, their mom... Because uh, she was the least prepared and she didn't even know it was a quiz contest. And she comes and she, and she does the best. Yeah. She did so the best. So their mom, the mom who came here, Chandrika, she arranged for it so that we will have them next Saturday. But we need more... Victims. Mm. Yeah. No, we, we shouldn't call them victims. We should call them contestants, you know, well-wishing uh, people who are trying to, you know, mm-hmm. keep up with the news. So, yeah. But we enjoy it. We have a blast. And I, every contestant who has come has really enjoyed. So, we'd definitely like to encourage you, be more, you know, forthcoming and do participate because we need contestants we need contestants and we need people to sponsor the contestants yes so, so if you can come up give a little prize at the end of it yeah so. the little prize makes a big difference right so uh, folks do call us 7137896397 or can call us now at 2812776874 and we will be back after We'd these love to have you on our Quiz contest. We're going to be back after these commercial messages. There are a few here, so don't go away. This is Indo American News Radio. We'll be right back. We is it right back? We will be right back. We'll be back soon. How about that? <laughs> right back. All right. Indo American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo American News Radio. Kadar kisi ki sirf bol kar hi nahi ki jati. Kyunki chamak se pata chal hi jata hai. हीरा कभी खुद नहीं कहता वो कितना चमकता है महाराजा ज्वेलर्स फॉर व्हेन लव इज टू बी एक्सप्रेस्ड नॉट सेड सच्चे प्यार का सच्चा तोहफा 5821 हिलक्रॉफ्ट 7137845673 महाराजा ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड्स टू लाइफ Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share or disagree with Sanchali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. And welcome back, folks. Now we're at the last 20 minutes of our program, and and I promise I have a nice little song for you at the end. Mm. But in between, you have to put up with Sanchali and Pramod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have an Independence Day song? Uh, I could find one. Yeah. Uh, not so do two songs <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that you don't have to hear us because you're complaining yeah. <laughs> Jawahar. so we discussed he only the likes to hear his own voice by the yeah. way <laughs> so he's smiling and laughing which so he knows is the truth this See? is the he, he cannot he cannot uh, protest this either. is the pot calling the kettle black <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in any case, uh, we talked about the women's soccer um, tournament going on in Australia and New Zealand. Now we can talk about the 
cricket. Yes. Uh, the four T20 match which took place in uh, the West Indies. Uh, and India won. The in West Indies managed to score 178 runs, which is not too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the India side, they lost only one wicket. And Yashashwi Jaiswal scored 84 runs. And Shubman Gill scored 77. So uh, that's just the opening batsman. So mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so uh, Stars so I, in the making. They're, they're exactly. really good, both of them. Yeah. Right. I think uh, they've let uh, Rohit Sharma and uh, Virat Kohli. Pair is gradually. Uh, yeah. uh, well, I think they must have come to the U.S. to have a party. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen pictures of Rohit um, and his wife uh, in Florida somewhere. I do not know why in that major league cricket that happened over here, uh-huh. um, Indians were not allowed to participate and I do not know what the reason well, was. Well, the, maybe BCCI. BCCI did not allow them. Yeah. But why is that? Um, because it's the same franchise which is here. Like the true. MI is MI. Mumbai Indians yeah. is Mumbai Indians. Kolkata Knight Riders is Kolkata Knight Riders. Right. Uh, Chennai Super Kings is Chennai Super Kings. Three of the uh, franchises that played over here are the Indian franchises. That's true. So they could have let uh, people who were not playing in West Indies, uh, some of them uh, play in the Major League Cricket. Correct. You're talking about the West Indies players? No, the Indian players. Who play in... Who were not in the team. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, you kept saying, oh, these are all the older players and yeah. they're all retired so and stuff. So I wasn't that excited about Yeah, it. yeah, but you know, like some they had of good these matches. players are in very good form still, you sure, know. So sure. you should have seen Nicholas Puran, man. Oh, oh okay. my God. Yeah, oh, okay. what an innings anyway. So anything else that you're following in sports? Uh, let's see uh, the Astros. Oh, the Astros, yes, Astros yes. are doing very well. Okay, and I don't know if they can overcome the two and a half game deficit mm. against the Texas Rangers, but they're well positioned to enter the playoffs on the strength of their uh, what do they call that uh, wild card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one way or the other will be in the playoffs. I think. Good. Good. Yeah. And then we want. And to then uh, Jose Altuve is playing yes, very yes, well. Yes, yes, he's the. They played a. They paid a lot of money, right? To get yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. John Singleton mm-hmm. uh, had uh, two home runs last night. Mm. And then uh, uh, I think uh, Verlander he lost his first game for the Astros, mm-hmm. but he did win yesterday. Okay. And okay. he got a lot of support. Uh, Eleven runs, and wow. then gave up only three runs. Mm. The the entire uh, pitching team, uh, so that's great. So we have an exciting World Series tournament coming up. Good, good, good. That's exciting. So a lot of movies showing, lot of desi movies showing at the yeah. theaters. So you you did you say you saw that uh, Rocky Rani yes, last yes. time or this time? I think I uh, talked about it last you week. About yes. It, yeah. So that one, um, I, I it was sold out. Oh, I think okay. I did mention that. I had to sit in the front row to watch it. Right. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it's not doing very well in India, apparently. Really? Yeah. So I do not know if people well, don't like the Karajohar types of movies. Yeah. But there are two movies which are doing really well, right? Uh, Gadar 2. Gadar 2. Which has Sunny Deol and Amisha Patel. I saw them on Kapil Gadar Sharma's one. show. Uh-huh. Well, so, Amisha still looks so good for really? her age. Oh, yeah. And then 
This guy, yeah. Sunny Deol also. Sunny Deol is quite, uh, quite the guy. <laughs> yes, quite the guy. Dhai ki lo ki haat. Why is Sunny Deol wearing a pagadi all of a sudden? Because well, that, that's the role. Truck, truck driver mm-hmm. and he is a sardar. No, but on, on the uh, Kapil Sharma show, he was wearing a pagadi. Well, he may have come in his uh, role. I don't think so. He yeah, wasn't yeah, he was. in the cast. On he the was. Kapil Sharma show? Yeah, it was maybe two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I don't think he was wearing a pagadi at the Kapil Sharma show. I was watching it. Okay, my, even maybe, my mama asked. Why maybe he? because he's a Sardarji after all, you he, know. Yeah, they are. But he's a Bal Katawa Sardarji. So I don't know why he was wearing it. Because in any case, his brothers in or his father don't wear. Yeah. Dharmendra was in, is in the Sada movie, you know. Right, mm-hmm. right. Rocky Rani. Yeah. Right, right. But... Uh, in uh, Gadar, he plays a uh, Sardar a who is a truck driver. Truck driver. Oh, I see. The first Gadar was like 23 years ago or right. something. Yeah, it, long time ago. It was ago. actually a very good movie. Yes. And one of the f- first movies sponsored by these Hollywood studios. Ah, so that's why it's kind of like a historical right. <laughs> movie. So... <laughs> Uh, and the songs are very good. So yeah. they say that in Gadar too also the songs are good. Yeah, and uh, th- it didn't get such good reviews, but mm-hmm. the people are flocking to see the movie. Yes, it's showing here at AMC. Uh-huh. And uh, there are a couple of other Hindi movies that are showing. One is of course Rocky or Rani Ki Prem Kahani. Yeah. And uh, the, the other one is Trailer, which I don't know if they have the Hindi version over here. Yeah, Jailer, has, Jailer is Jailer. very... Yeah, very popular. Yeah, so it's a Rajnikant movie, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's already collected Even, uh, 100 crores. Shah Rukh Khan has promised that he's going to watch it. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Rajnikant is very is, famous. Yeah. I mean, even Amitabh Bachchan bows down to Rajnikant. So Rajnikant is one and only, okay? Jawahar, okay. if you didn't know that. <laughs> no, I, I know Rajnikant. <laughs> you do? Well, How many times have you met him? <laughs> Personally... <laughs> But uh, if you uh, listen to Sridhar's program, you'll get a lot of information. Oh, really? J- Rajdikan. So it's a mas- masala film, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, they are all typically masala movies. Yeah, I might go to see it. But I first may see Gadar 2. Yeah. And, uh, I think I'm tempted to watch Gadar 2. Okay. And or then there's a um, movie with Alia Bhatt and Gal Gadot. Gail Gadot. Gail, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the Heart of Stone. Yes. And that's on Netflix. Okay. So, so all of us can watch it. Alia's Hollywood it, debut. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started watching this. It's called Made in Heaven. The first series, it's on Amazon Video. Uh, the first series was in 2019. It's uh-huh. about a couple of wedding planners. Okay. And all the issues that are involved with all these rich families and, you know, all the politics that goes on behind and the lives of these wedding planners. So it's interesting. I it's just like started. The reason I saw it is I'm part of a group called Movie Buffs. And there I get all these postings about all the new movies that are coming out and oh, everything okay. interesting. And they give reviews and everything. So there's um, the Made in Heaven season two just released. Oh, okay. So I thought I should watch season one first because I didn't know about the series. So I just started watching one. And I also watched on Netflix, uh, Is This Cake? Remember, Hemu Basu was on it last yeah. season. And um, th- this season also, there was an Indian girl. Okay. And uh, she's from New York. And she's like half Indian, half black, I think. Okay. Her name was Dania. And she wa- she made it up to the semifinals. Oh, that's neat. So it's very interesting. I, l- I like the, <laughs> is it cake? We watch a lo- lot of stuff on Britbox, which are like series. Uh, uh-huh. 
from BBC and uh, the independent uh, TV in uh, England. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are a lot of uh, Indian actors. Uh, they're not the, often the lead. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, in these detective series, they they might be constables or uh, maybe some other roles. But there are quite a few of them that you can see. There are the second or third generation uh, Indo-British uh, actors. Mm. And they're getting a lot of play uh, on Britbox. There is also another series which has come out on Hulu uh-huh. and I think Disney Plus with Kajol in the main lead. Oh, really? The Trial. It's called The uh-huh. Trial. And it's pretty good, they're saying. And then there is another movie on Netflix. It's called Cora. Oh, Cora. Yeah. yeah. Cora is, Did you see it? Yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't seen it, but it's very popular. Mm. It's about uh, six. And then it's uh, uh, very violent, I've heard. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And, and uh, we've already talked about oh, Barbie. And then uh, another movie that is uh, doing very well mm-hmm. is OMG 2. Right. Oh, yeah, that's showing at the theaters too. Oh, okay. That's why I was wondering. There was a third movie. Yeah, and it stars Akshay Kumar and Pankaj Tripathi. Yeah. And it's supposed to be very funny mm-hmm. and uh, entertaining. So that might be worth watching as well. Yeah. So there are lots, lots of choices for our folks uh, so let's summarize that's the roundup how many how many movies that you talked about omg you talked about jail, jailer omg 2 jailer R- rajni rajni rani ki Tra- no rocky or rani ki prem kahani okay. and gadar 2 these four are showing right now at the theaters okay yeah of and then Heart of Stone, you can watch on netflix, netflix and that's the one for alia bhat and, and uh, gail godot yeah and sad news is Sandra Bullock's uh, flame. She he passed away of ALS. Oh, okay. so that was in the news too this week. But I'm looking forward to watching this uh, Kajol's uh, series called The Trial on Hulu. There's also another one called The Night Manager, which is showing on Hulu. I've heard of that. Yes, so that's the same Night Manager as the English, the Hollywood one. Mm-hmm. But this one is made in Hindi with Siddharth Roy Kapoor. Mm. Not Siddharth, uh, the brother. Oh, okay. Aditya, Aditya. Uh, by the way, how are uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie doing? Are they kind of fading? They're still or? showing. And, yeah. uh, Barbie yeah. made billions. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's the first time a woman um, director's movie has made so yeah. much money. Yeah. And it brought in a lot of uh, issues uh, related yes. to Correct. gender equality and women's empowerment. Right. Correct. So this goes to show that... The whole American population of all those who are now in their fifties and sixties are wanting to go back to their youth, yeah, playing with Barbies. Right, and then the uh, people who are going to see the movie, they get all dressed up in pink outfits. Yes, mm. even the guys. Uh, I suppose <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of any guys going to see the movie. Well, there's Ken. Yeah, Ken fans. The Ken fans. <laughs> there's also another. Um, a series called Special Ops Linus. It's got Morgan Freeman and several oh, really? stars in it, and Nicole Kidman. Uh, Family life drama. Oh, okay. a rating of nine, nine of nine out of ten. So there's a lot to watch, folks. Yeah. Yeah. So much sports and so much um, uh, entertainment, entertainment, movies, movies, and then there is Nitin Mukesh coming. 
And then there is the ICC, Sonu Sood coming. Oh my God. So yeah. Nitin Mukesh, you know, he had a few good songs, but, uh, but uh, most of his repertoire is Mukesh's songs. Right. And he, I have seen his performance live earlier and he just comes down to the audience and is very jo- And he keeps on singing. Oh yeah. my God. He can sing for four or five hours. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. stop. He, and he's extremely good. He's a very good entertainer. Yes. And yeah. performer. I've, I've seen him before. Yeah. 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 So... Well, guys, uh, we're, uh, we need the time in order to play this last song, and we're almost out of time. So, uh, Sanchali, you're heading out to this other event. It, to the Miller Outdoor Theater, yes. In that outfit? Yeah. It's going to be hot. The fans. Uh. <laughs> It'll be at 8.30. Sun will be down by then. Okay. Yeah. So, and I'm going to say goodbye. We will, next week, we have George Willie on. Oh, oh okay. good. He's going to be talking about immigration as and bringing in these, this Canadian immigration attorney because of the, if you recall, last time yeah, he was on, more we talked about uh, immigration into Canada. Yeah. Into Canada and, right. and vice versa. And, and Pramod will be in Bali celebrating yeah. weddings. Pr- right. Pramod will be he, getting he, married. He, no, not married. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Once is enough. <laughs> He'll be forgetting us, I'm sure. Won't even remember, won't even know us. Between Bali and Vietnam and Cambodia, he'll yeah. come back. Three weekends he'll be gone, folks. <laughs> well, But he's going to be sending in the news roundup. He'll be here in spirit. Yeah. He's sending the news roundup. Who's going to read it? Well, we'll find someone. <laughs> <laughs> But you just sent us the news roundup. Okay, try. He, he, he sends it to me every week. Yeah. No, no, but but. I'm special. You see, Jawahar, you don't get it. <laughs> no, he gets it too. I get the same thing. <laughs> but he doesn't even know. Doesn't even look. I follow along every word. That's the. <laughs> that's the only thing she follows. <laughs> oh, 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 that's okay, a well, low blow. <laughs> all right. All right, well, Jawahar. What song are we gonna have? We're, well, I've got, it's a, it's a very special song because it means a lot. But anyway, it's not an Independence Day song because okay. I couldn't find anything that was so tantalizing. But uh, uh, I'm going to say goodbye, folks. We'll see you next week. And remember, we need people for the quiz. And we need people to sponsor the quiz between right. the two. So next week, we'll have uh, the quiz contestants here. This is Jawar saying bye-bye. Yeah, this is Pramod uh, wishing you uh, good programs for the next three weeks. Because? I'm not here. <laughs> and a happy Independence Day in yeah, advance to, to yeah. all of you for the 15th of August, which is coming up in three days. Correct. See ya. Bye.